Welcome back to the Battery Podcast from Siemens Digital Industries. Our goal is to get you, the audience, access to interesting conversations with experts, industry leaders, and researchers from across the battery industry. I'm your moderator, Nick Finberg, and I'm joined in this session by our resident host, Puneet Sinha, Senior Director and Head of the Battery Industry at Siemens Digital Industry Software. We also welcome Cecile Barrett to the show to talk about the direction of battery electrification in the automotive industry. Cecile has a background in the automotive industry working with the French Institute of Petroleum before continuing her experience with a joint venture between ExxonMobil and Shell, but seeing the shift to electrification, she reoriented her career and now works on electrification, batteries, and EVs of all different varieties. Not being immersed in the industry all the time, it's sometimes hard for me to fully grasp the challenges that have come in recent years. What would you say is the state of the art for battery pack technology in the industry right now? Um, I guess everyone would still keep as a reference Tesla and the way Tesla mm -hmm. is leading the industry. Um, so I don't know what your question means in terms of a uh, way to do, but for now, we still have uh, cell to module to pack. And we see in terms of architecture, cell to pack coming uh, as early adopter. Again, Tesla leading this. No, that's a very good reference. Puneet, would you like to add a little bit more background to what Cecile mentioned? Absolutely. So I fully agree with Cecile that uh, battery pack technology is rapidly changing. And of course, in a pack, you, you need to cool the cells. You need to have a lot of wires, high voltage wires to connect all these cells in a pack and also need a battery management system, which is essentially the brain of uh, brain of the battery pack to, to manage all the cells. Just to elaborate on what Cecile mentioned for our audience, when you do the pack assembly in, in the way I just mentioned, uh, it takes a lot of the volume, which is not cells. You are gonna, you, companies have to put structural beams, companies have to make a space for enclosures for pack and, and the space that they're gonna take. And in the battery pack, especially for automotive applications, the biggest currency is volume. So any volume that is not taken up by cells is essentially a wasted volume. So companies are actively looking into how they can they pack more cells in a given liter or, or the volume of a pack. And to achieve that, one innovation technology that a lot of companies are working with Tesla, as Cecile mentioned, so is Cattle with this Chilean battery, BYD with this blade battery, and, and many other companies is what they call cell-to-pack technology. And the idea there is how can they minimize the space taken by anything that is not cell. So remove the modules, uh, enclosures, put all the cells, use the um, structural integrity of cells to provide the, uh, the, the, the necessary rigidity to the battery pack. And there's a lot of work to be done in that area. Cecile is absolutely right. There, is, um, there are some of the, these companies are early movers, but they are showing some interesting results. You know, last, what I saw talking to our customers and companies, by moving from a traditional cell module pack uh, assembly process to directly from cell to pack, companies can achieve additional 10% gain in the volumetric energy density, which is significant. So a lot of exciting innovations and, and design engineering happening in that area. Cecile, anything more you want to add based on what you're seeing from other companies? To answer this question, it could be super long. I could make like 
a full day to, to talk about the different strategies, the different architecture, the different trends. Sell to pack is one of them, uh, but I would not say everyone is trying to do sell to pack. There are many different things coming at the moment. And if I would say, I, I believe at this point of the industry, for me, we are still at a, a golden age where we can try many, many things. Uh, everyone's trying nearly everything, I would say. Um, and we will see emerging things um, toward which people are going to converge. But at the moment, there are really not infinite number of possibility, but really, really people are trying many different kind of technologies all together because things work together better than other and so on. So they are trying really, really many, many options. We kind of covered the engineering side of some of the key challenges for battery pack suppliers and OEMs, but could you talk a little bit to the manufacturing challenges that some of these companies are facing right now? So for me, manufacturing work together with the technology you are trying to build together in the pack design. What I mean is that sometimes uh, it's very difficult for people to understand that the best technology on one single problem is not necessarily the best technology to apply when you see the things as a system level. And when I say the system level, I do not necessarily talk about just the battery pack, but the full electric vehicle. Because something you are designing on a battery pack can have consequences on the vehicle itself. Not only thermal management, but many other things. So for me, one of the really key challenge, and I believe one that's Still many rookies and even some traditional OEM are still struggling is to see how manufacturing can enable or sometimes um, remove as an option some possibility for the design because they don't know what is going to be the best for margin or the best for construction or so on. So this is for me the real key challenge. So I, okay. if you want, I can give example. An example would be amazing. For example, um, if you take gap filler or thermal interface material, this is a sort of uh, dough you put in between different parts. So like, for example, between the module and the cooling plate, for example. So in order to increase this uh, cooling in between both, you need to put this gap filler, this sort of dough uh, that will stick the things together. So on the paper, it's possible to get this thermal interface materials that have better property. So they would transmit energy and they would make the cooling more efficient and they would be better on the paper. But if you try to use them in a manufacturing process, if you do not talk correctly to the provider of the machine manufacturing and so on, it can happen that the product you have inside would be too thick, too viscous, or um, the particle of metal in between will finish to block, for example, the needle that will dispense this. And for example, you would get a very good product, but you will end up to get a lot of downtime in your plant because you because mm -hmm. you will have to do a lot of maintenance, for example. So on the paper, this is a better technology, but from a manufacturing point of view, this is a very bad idea because you are stopping your production and then you are, of course, losing a lot of money. It's really about balancing what the needs of design versus the needs of manufacturing and the needs of consumers are to find what's the best solution for product, essentially. Again, for me, it's 
always essential that people get a system view of the process. And this is for me where things like Siemens can help because you can get mm -hmm. all these pieces working together uh, and get really this system view. System view on the technology, system view on the manufacturing, system view of everything that works together, really always system view, which is um, very difficult because you need people to understand what they are doing, but how consequence work all these pieces together. Thank you. Puni, do you have any thoughts on the system view for battery manufacturing and design? First of all, I must say, Cecil, I loved the example you gave and, and you beautifully captured the need of the system view uh, from, cell, from design to manufacturing to how the, the, at the end back needs to be integrated in the vehicle. Right? And I, I agree that this is absolutely important to have this full view. Um, and what something that we come across a lot also when we are talking to customers, uh, to companies and trying to understand where their challenges are. In our, uh, and I'm glad you mentioned that Siemens is one of the companies that can definitely help in that area. Um, so this system view is, one way to look at that is how connecting digital world with the physical world. It is bringing a system view is perhaps a lot easier to conceive, but very difficult to achieve because how a, a person who is on the manufacturing floor can have a right connection with what is happening at the, at, at, at the vehicle level, the, how the vehicle uh, battery will be utilized in the vehicle and how it needs to balance out different attributes to a person uh, who is designing the battery pack, who is, as Cecile mentioned, is coming with, uh, with some interesting new technologies like you know, the, these thermal uh, fillers and glues. Right? So these three different user persona need to be in sync. And this is something which many times industry is uh, talking about design for manufacturability for, for batteries, wherein you, when you design battery pack, you are not just looking at, hey, how am I going to take thousands of cells and assemble them? But looking at the design, starting with the vehicle, in, in which vehicle it, that battery pack needs to go in, what are the, the attributes that battery pack, needs, battery pack needs to meet, what are the implications of that on the rest of the vehicle behavior, and then taking those requirements uh, at the design level uh, to make sure that they can be met, and, and those designs can be then also validated against those requirements. But then, one thing also we see is, uh, you know, as Cecile said, is one thing is to design a, an ideal battery pack, but if you just leave, do these things in silo, these amazing designs many times don't necessarily uh, work out when the actual manufacturing happens. This reminds me of a quote that recently Elon Musk said, and I, I, I agree with that. He said that the Ideal design is overrated and manufacturing is underrated. And again, the, the idea is, hey, you can design things in an in, in in ideal fashion, but are you accounting for the manufacturability while you're designing something? So these are the things important to connect. And the way to do that, one of the ways to do that, that from Siemens perspective we are bringing to table is by having the digital twin of battery packs so you, where you have the digital representation of every technology that you want to put in the pack. But then 
validate those designs against the manufacturing capabilities a company has with the kind of machines it has, the, 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 the personnel um, and, and the other uh, boundary condition that come with manufacturing so that you, before you release that design, you, you can test against those requirements and boundary condition that comes with manufacturing. And that, as, as Cecile mentioned, if it is not done, um, they do come, they, um, they definitely affect the throughput of, the, of a factory, the, the production starts getting halted uh, because some new issues have come. Somebody hasn't accounted for during the engineering and design of a battery pack. So fully agree with Cecile's viewpoint. It's super important to understand the design challenges for these new products, but at the same time, it's also a slightly different industry than a lot of other product sectors. Um, there's a lot more government and policy influence happening with this because it's dealing with vehicles and it's dealing with the safety of operators and those around them. How is that evolving with the transition to electric vehicles and battery packs? Um, what are governments doing and how are they kind of incentivizing the industry to shift towards maybe that future? So again, a question I could talk for a long, long time about that. Many, many things to say. First, of course, because the battery is part of the vehicle, people, I do, I do not believe people realize the amount of test and homologation you have on anything on a vehicle. Like even the radio, even the radio on your car would be thousands of different tests to be compatible with different regulation, different standards and so on. Of course, battery being a very complex system gets also a lot of tests. So already in terms of safety and tests, there is a huge amount of tests already to develop a battery pack. When I say huge amount of tests, I personally know, I don't know, like more than 1,000 tests different because you have things for uh, sealant, you have things for uh, coating, you have things, for, of course, for the cells, but many, many different tests. In addition of that, in some sense, I don't believe we have so many tests at the moment because we still see regulations that are slightly different in Korea, in Europe, in US, in China. And in some sense, everyone try to develop its own system. Of course, China getting EV for a long, long time, they have a quite advanced system. And we see more and more tests coming because, for example, Europe tried to catch up with some of these tests because sometimes they realize this test is better in, I don't know, in Korea than rather in Europe and so on. So this regulation will increase the number of tests for safety. And um, for the moment, we are, it's complex and huh? really complex. But in, in my opinion, I believe it's going to become even more complex in the future about that. Of course, one of the main concerns being about safety in terms of uh, fire to prevent uh, runaway and things like that. So we see many tests for uh, preventing runaway and thermal propagation and battery fires. Again, there are tests at each level. There are tests at cell level, module level, pack level, electric, full electric vehicle, and there are tests for absolutely nearly everything, for connection, even for some uh, coating you, you got on some of the cable, every, every single component will have tons of tests. So again, this is a very, very complex system. I insist really on the system level where everything works together and we will see, we have already many tests and we will see much, much more coming in this sense. 
that's only set to grow as the level of production grows or the size of production. What what kind of partnerships and collaborations do you see emerging uh, in the next few years between automotive manufacturers and the pack manufacturers? Um, do you think this is going to impact the industry as a whole if it does take off? Ha, this one is difficult because you see two different strategies. You see OEM trying to integrate fully the design of the battery pack inside their competency, inside their own skills. And some of them relying on some external parties to do that. So both um, strategy exists. Plus the fact that there are so many people trying to license uh, concept and also other things. Um, it, I think at this level, it's still very difficult to answer this question uh, in terms of who it, it depends who you are talking to. It depends if you are on a very big group, like a big OEM, traditional one, or a one which is much uh, a new player entering the game and so on. So this question is very, very difficult for me to, un to answer right now, like straight away. Yeah, there's just too much happening to be able to really predict what the future is. That's That's totally understandable. So if, um, if you go to a show like Battery Show, you see so mm -hmm. many battery pack makers um, integrated things, even at IAA in Hanover last year, even for uh, Heavy Duty, for example. You see also a lot of pack makers working for some OEM, but at the same time, some OEM trying to integrate this themselves, also because they need to get their guys busy, because at some point they have a huge department of engineers, so they need to keep them busy, if I can say. They cannot just rely only externally, so they try to also integrate some of this skill internally. Thank you so much, Cecile. This has been a great discussion, and we look forward to having you back in the next episode to talk about some of the business needs shaping the industry and the technology advancements you're seeing deployed. Um, and thank you to the audience. We hope to have you back soon. But until then, be sure to check out our other episodes or get in touch through the links in the description. This podcast contains the personal views and opinions of the speakers. It is important to note that these opinions are solely those of the speakers and do not reflect the views or positions of Siemens, its management, its employees, or any entities the speakers may be affiliated with. Siemens as a company does not endorse any of these statements made in the podcast. Siemens bears no responsibility for ensuring the content's accuracy or verifying the statements made in this podcast.